O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the last Sunday of end times, Christ the King Sunday. We're looking at Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 to 20, where the Apostle Paul wrote, For God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. My dear friends in Christ, Paul said here that Christ our King redeemed us, and after he said that Christ our King redeemed us, he goes on to explain why he was able to redeem us. Paul said, Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Adam and Eve, they were created in the image of God, and what that meant is that they had God's perfect righteousness when they were created, and they had that until they fell into sin, and then they, they lost that image of God. But now with Jesus, Jesus wasn't created in the image of God. Jesus is the image of God, it says here. He's true God. He is, as it says, the firstborn over all creation in that he is over all created things and he, along with the Father and the Holy Spirit, they created absolutely everything. Paul said, for by Christ all things were created. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he didn't look like the creator and the Lord of the universe. He, he looked like an absolute loser. He looked like he was done for. That's what the story was there. And that's how he looked unless a person looked at him through the eyes of faith as that one thief who was crucified with Jesus was able to do. And as we're also able to do, we're able to see Jesus there on the cross and see the creator and the Lord of the universe. Well, Paul said, he is before all things and in things in him all things hold together. Jesus was not a created being. He is the almighty God who became also true man when he was born of the Virgin Mary. And he took upon himself also our human nature so that he as the God-man could suffer and die and pay for the sins of the world. And by doing so, what he was able to do, as it says here, he'd hold all things together for us so that everything in this life works out for our eternal good. 
for all of us who believe in Jesus. And now, Christ our King, He makes everything all right. And what a blessing it is to know that. Paul says, And Christ is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything He might have the supremacy. Christ is the head of the church because he really is in control and he's always in control. Oftentimes in our lives when we're faced with different trials and troubles, when we're faced like troubles in this world, we, we see that there are starving people or, or we see economic troubles or there's hurricanes or there's tornadoes, there's earthquakes. Oh, and well, now we're in that season where we have to think about those terrible snowstorms blizzards that can come our way. When things like that happen, people sometimes start to wonder if God really is in control or if God is asleep at the wheel. However, what we need to recognize is that if God weren't in control, if God really was asleep at the wheel, that would really mean the end of everything. We would cease to exist. But God's always in control, and that's proven by the fact that Christ is the firstborn from among the dead. He accomplished his mission. He defeated Satan, sin, death, and hell. And he was the first of many, someday including us too by faith, who will rise from the dead with glorified bodies like that of our Savior because of what Christ has done for us, because of what he means to us. What Paul then tells us here is that he wants Christ and nothing else, not family, friends, hobbies, or anything else, to have the supremacy in our lives, to be what's most important in our lives. Oh, there was a pastor who always seemed to possess and you know that phrase, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. He had his troubles in life, but they never robbed him of his joy in Christ. Well, on one occasion, this pastor had a friend who had all kinds of troubles and worries in his life, and, and it was as if everything was falling apart from him. And, well, this friend asked the pastor, how can you feel that you've got such a tight hold on God? Well, the pastor was silent for a moment, but then with a smile he exclaimed, I don't always feel that I have a tight hold of him, but praise the Lord, I know he always has a tight hold of me. See, now Christ our King is all that we need because He's always holding everything all together for us in our lives. We can't do that ourselves. When we try to do that, then things fall apart. But Christ our King, he's going to hold all things together for us. He can and does do that for us. Paul said, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Well, because Jesus is true God, well, the God-man, he was able to redeem us, to buy us back 
from the forces of Satan and sin. And he's also able to reconcile everything between us and God so that there isn't that hostility between us and God because of our sins, but so that there is that peace of God which surpasses all understanding. And because he's able to do that, that's why we're going to want to keep looking to God's word and, and coming to our church home to keep hearing about that peace of God which surpasses all understanding. The sins we commit every day, and well, tragically, we know we're going to keep committing them. Well, they've been paid for. And well, the Holy Spirit does want to give us the help to fight against those sins, of course, as well. And that's why we have peace with God now. And that peace with God is something that's going to be perfectly restored when Jesus takes us to heaven. We'll never be troubled by sins anymore. But now, of course, when we sin against our God, it's as if we're kind of building a wall up between us and God. But in heaven, no walls ever again. Sin will never be able to separate us from our God. Nothing will ever be able to separate us from our God. There will be no more sin because, well, Christ our King makes everything all right. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to be our Savior, to be our King. Jesus did for us what we couldn't do. Christ our King makes everything all right. We can't earn our way to heaven, but Jesus with his life, death, and resurrection redeemed us and rescued us from the dominion of darkness. We are now so blessed because like the thief crucified with Jesus, we through faith can hear Christ our King who has redeemed us say to us, you will be with me in paradise. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. We pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.